What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rick for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure straight to you. And, dude, we're two for two. We're on location again somewhere. Yep, yep. We are now at Oceano Dunes. And don't forget, this podcast is brought to you by Rebel Off-Road, Milestar Tires, and DeMello Off-Road. That was the most commercial I think we've ever sounded. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we'll give you our real-world stories about each one of those brands yes. at the end of this. Absolutely. But, yeah, man, it is absolutely gorgeous out here we seem to like places that are cold though so there's that there is the wind so you guys are gonna <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot of that and um first of all i'm ali i'm frank and we're joined today with by dustin hey guys <laughs> dustin, <laughs> dustin from rugged radios what do you do over there uh, i run the marketing team for rugged radios right on and uh it's such a funny story that uh yeah was it yesterday day before yesterday that i told you about this um, Friday. So no, yeah, day before yesterday, Friday. So I saw a post on Corva's Instagram, and they were like, "Hey, come out and peaceful protest with us over at the SVR uh, Oceana Dunes SVRA uh, to try to fight back this this measure that's trying to get passed to shut this place down as part of a five year phase out of the Oceana Dunes area." Now, I saw that I'm like, and I had just I had just basically photobombed or or uh, event bombed off the grids little event they had out at king of the hammers where they were hosting corva's kind of um anniversary and and remembrance of um a member who died a founding member who died and i got up on stage and i'm like you know what casey dedicates is going to dedicate more of itself to supporting this cause and being more involved and you know this to me was part of that being a representative of casey and representing the brand to be out here to really see what's going on and to like make an educated uh, decision on how we're going to best support this cause. And this was a great step for me because I haven't been as involved personally. And, you know, I've got my memberships in place and now I'm trying to kind of put my money where my mouth is and to better represent KC as a brand to be involved in the causes that matter. So I said, Frank, we should go to this. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, to, to kind of hit home one point, like it's one thing for brands like uh you know like kc or rugged or anybody else to be involved in this but they you know they they kind of fuel the fire right like those those brands like the 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 actual spark has to come from the people so i definitely encourage all of you to to sign up for corva you know all of these organizations that that try and really kind of preserve land and if you're not in california there i guarantee you there's one in your state and your region maybe even as small as your county um support those guys they're fighting for you they're fighting for you to go out there and enjoy the things that you do with your family um, and your friends and you know this has always been kind of like a, a real close to our hearts here at rigged for dirt right we've talked about this topic you know quite a bit and um it's good for us i think now to finally be um in a spot where it's happening in real time more in the trenches yeah and speaking of being in yeah. the trenches dustin rugged's so the funny story is, is we were driving here <laughs> and I passed by, oh, there's one of your guys. Oh, there's Greg. Yeah. What's up, boys? Hey, guys. <laughs> We've got the rugged, the rugged radio's Jeep is rolling up right now. Yeah, the JL. The JL. Looks awesome. Owner Greg. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, he's going to talk, I guess, at four o'clock. They're going to try to get up on stage. But yeah, we're passing by. We see, I see the, the new facility for rugged and I call up Dustin. Dustin's like, dude, I'm like half a mile away from you. And so you guys should see some footage online on social as well as uh, 
potentially on our website and YouTube channel where we're going to show you a little walkthrough of the new rugged facility. But Dustin, you guys have been really involved in this fight and you this is kind of hits home and personal for you too, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is um, like this beach is where I kind of grew up. My, you know, my pops would take me out here as kids and we lit up a bunch of firewood and our Christmas trees and stuff in the back of the truck and we go a big bonfire on the dunes and, and goof off. Um, but we've been I mean, ditching in high school, and we used to come out here and mess around the beach. My brother's Honda Accord. And, Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, no, this is this is our home. This is you know, like I said, I live you know a couple miles from here. Um, you know, rugged headquarters is right here. Um, so this is like so close. It took us what, like five minutes? Yeah, we're, yeah. You know, it was like a ten minute drive here. Yeah, absolutely. We're, two, we're literally two or two, you know, two and a half miles or so from, yeah. and the new building is going to be just you know, right down the road from that. So. Um, you know, we get guys that come out here on our lunch breaks and we sit out here and stare at the ocean and, and kind of just, you know, be in nature and get out, get away from it. So, so for us, we're very passionate about trying to preserve this and trying to keep coming down here and uh, making it accessible for everyone uh, for a long time, hopefully. How's it going, Greg? Good to see you guys. How's it going? So we got Dustin on here for an episode of Rick for Dirt, just to let you guys know what's going on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's very supportive. How long have you guys been in the fight as a company? Uh, since we've been a company, I mean, we've really? been we've been stewards of of off road, and, and and you know, Greg Greg's been doing this. His family owned a Kawasaki dealership 30 years ago. So I mean, we've been passionate about this our whole lives. It's I think it's always one of those things where you know we want to protect it and preserve it. We want to keep doing it, but not everyone knows what to do. Uh, so I think there's a lot of times where, you know, we do what we can and, you know, we are trying to leave things better than we found it. And we're trying to pick things up after after people, you know, beer cans floating right, around, that sort right. of thing. Um, but uh, no, we've, we've been fighting this fight and, and we've we've really gotten involved with Friends of Oceano Dunes. Um, and that's one of the big organizations, Corva, obviously, we're lifetime members there. But um, we try and try and support all we can and do what we can to fundraise and help and and um, just kind of be good stewards of, of the community and try and help them as much as they can because they're the ones fighting it in the courtrooms so well it seems for a lot of people like they'll sign up they'll do the membership or whatever and then it's almost like okay i did my part we're done right, right. like the like signing up for your membership or sending in your check is kind of like the end of it right like it's that's, but where that's almost like the beginning of it right? it should be the beginning of it right like that should be the very first thing that you do right and then from there you start reading the newsletters and the emails and the calls to action right and at that point like you start kind of seeing how you can get involved even if and and by and when i say like get involved it could be as simple as just telling your friends what's going on right and getting other people informed on what's happening and maybe even get them involved in joining a group like corva right and so yeah for some problems throwing money at it is the solution right to keep corva going and to, and to keep that arm doing what they can do and for other solutions it's showing up and showing sometimes it's showing your congressman or your or your local leaders kind of hey this is a large group of people that do support this there's not an invisible mass sure right these are actual people your constituents that do care about this and look how many showed up that's what that's the whole point of this right is to show like well, or part of the point I, should say. I will i will say one thing it was a little underwhelming on both sides on seeing the people that were opposed to the OHV movement which were like a handful of people on one side and granted the people in support outnumbered them but on both sides it's like man it almost felt like nobody cared as much as they could you know and um part of it is just awareness you know yeah and i think the other part of it is that you kind of 
it's human nature, I think, to hear something repetitively, and you're like, "Oh, I've been hearing that for years. It's never going to happen." Right. Right. And then we and we were having this conversation, you know, back at the rugged HQ or the new HQ, <laughs> um, that yeah, that has been going on for a long time, but now it's here, right? And now now if it's almost too late if you're just going to try and fight for this particular spot, right? Like the battle, most of the battle has been kind of done already. And so now it's a matter of how can you get it back or how can you kind of scrape what little is left? Right. Well, and it's, it's important too, is if this is not, you know, you, you might be listening and going, this isn't my, you know, I never go to Pismo, I never, I never drive there. I'm not yeah, I live it. in Colorado or I live in Nebraska. Great. When they come for your off-road area, like that's, you know, this isn't just about one spot. This is about OHV and this is about, you know, constant access to these beautiful, wonderful places that a lot of times you can only get to by off-road vehicle. Right. You right. know, there's, you know, a lot of times there's not people walking around out here, you know, and what's cool about this is you kind of mingle both. And I think that's part of the problem is you get people out here walking their dogs and you get people riding their horses and you get people, you know, parking their minivan, you know, on the sand and then walk around playing. But then you also have the people that go farther out into the dunes and, you know, we got to, and that's where being a good steward comes in, right? Right, you right. Know, don't come and roost a bunch of kids you know be respectful Correct. or else you're going to screw it up for everyone else so it's it's kind of always you know uh just just don't be that guy that's a that's a really interesting point about wait until they come after your area because you know we just did a podcast from gorman and wait until they find the triple speckled double horn one-eyed bloated gecko gecko <laughs> that is threatened by these established trails that they have out there and they found a couple of them that have been crushed and suddenly you have the conservationists and different organizations like storming on, you know, to that area yeah. and basically shutting that down. And because I'll tell you right now, the conservationists have more money, more power, more companies behind them than the OHV does well, and, as, and, a, as an organized group. And to be honest, like sometimes it isn't the conservationists. Sometimes it's just a developer that wants to put up houses next sure. to your, you know, he says, hey, there's a big chunk of land here. And all I see is these like rust buckets rolling around in the hills, right? These, these like you know, shit boxes that are out there roaming around the hills. And you know what? I can see some luxury homes going in here looking very nice. And that's happened, you know, that happens, right? Or they build adjacent homes and then those residents don't like the fact that you're next door. Well, well that's a big problem with here is you get all these new houses yeah. up on up on the Mesa, which exactly. overlooks all this. And exactly. man, when you're up there at night, you can hear those, those high powered, you know, sand cars and stuff. Yep. You can hear that sound carries pretty far. And it's, you know, we move, you know, they move here and then go, well, I don't like this now. Right. Shut it down. Right. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, it's, it's sometimes it is conservation and sometimes, hey, you know what? The, the chips fall where they may on that one. Well, Some, I think sometimes. for this one, it is conservationists who are talking about species being threatened. And then there's also a dust thing. Well, that's, that's funny. Cause I was, I was just thinking about that. So that was the big one at the last year's big uh, coastal commission meeting. That was, you know, the, the air quality um, right above you know where all the sand gets blown from the dunes right. goes right up and it's just it's just this death box for everyone that lives up there <laughs> and uh with covid this you know little funny little like silver lining of covid is they end up shutting down the beach because it you know right they didn't have enough people to man everything and then right. funding kind of got cut away so they shut the beach down for a period of time and what happened air quality was the worst it's ever been right no utvs and, and dirt bikes are kicking up dust but the air quality is still just there's just, still dust right just terrible because you know what? all these winds just you, out of curiosity how did the dunes get here in the first place? Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure that dunes ebb and flow because of the wind. Yeah. And that's how they kind of form. Isn't that <laughs> desert, desert, what do you call it? Desert, Cape? desert, desert, desertification, desertification, desertification. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a tongue twister. It is. But like, isn't that what it is? Like we're eventually 
things all become kind of dunish um erosion and yeah i think that's more of like a dying off of an ecosystem i think of what you're talking about you're taking us to a dark place yeah that we don't go. <laughs> but i mean isn't that what dunes are essentially no, like no dunes are desert everything will become desert one day no dunes are like i don't, I, I mean i don't i don't want to misspeak i don't want to give false information because i really don't know how dunes start if you want to go way back but it's like when you stop the animals from grazing and you disrupt the natural order then things start the to desertification decline. definitely yeah. happens when there isn't like but that, that's not this right like this is like beach this is like this sand. is just sand being yeah exactly no, this you, there's like, aerial there's aerial photography this area from from you know the, the 60s and 70s right the, the dunes are the natural part of the landscape correct this think, is a natural dude, look at that willies right wow there. we just saw one too huh when yeah. we were driving up here willis is the willis. proper pronunciation from what he told yeah, us that is rad yeah that's super cool so i mean I guess I guess the point because I was talking that we were Ali and I were speaking on the way up here, and one of the things that came up was that point exactly about how you know one of the big arguments is dust, and how when you take away the element of of vehicles and people, and how that still occurs. I mean, what kind of leg do they have to stand on to shut this place down? Like, what's really? I mean, what's? Can you give us some background on what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is it always comes back to like no matter what you disprove or prove, it comes back to we don't want you here. Yeah, and so. You like, gotta give them less. Yeah, like black and white. Yeah, get to give them less reasons to to you know don't be like I said don't be that guy like right. don't be the jerk that's ruining for everyone else. So right. you know they disprove their quality, and then there was like you know the, the argument that well you didn't give the vegetation enough time to grow back and you know and stop all the dust. Well, <laughs> yeah, I get that, but like this yeah, is yeah. this is not going to be a lush forest here. No, no it's, it's not. Sorry. It's never going to be the redwoods here. No, and it's it's I think it ultimately is is you know you get the off roaders and in in that that group of people right, and that's varying you know, types of people. And then you get the people that, that, you know, we have a retirement community here where people come in, they've made their money. They don't want to work anymore. And that they rightfully, they come and buy a nice place and they retire and they're laying in their, in their back patio and they can hear off-road cars and they can, you know, have the people rolling through town that maybe they don't want there. And, and those off-road cars magically showed up after they bought their place. Absolutely. Right. They right. were well, never the, here. The realtor right. left on little tip left it out. The detail. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so essentially what we're dealing with is like NIMBYism. Yeah. Like, what is that's, that? Uh, not in my backyard. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So that, I mean, that's, that's essentially what we're dealing with. And then, you know what? And this is why I said, like, it's not always conservationists, right? Like, sometimes your battle is with your neighbor or someone who just has an opposing view or desire of what this landscape or this town, this city, whatever should be, you know, and, and they don't care. They just don't want it to be what it is right now. Yeah, that's part of it. And it's like I said, it's, it's very unfortunate because you look at this, this, this cool coastal you know community and it's it's got its funk and its charm and i, yeah. I like i said i live right down the road and there's you know the farther you go inland the more you know kind of suburban and normalized it gets right. until you get to the farm areas and things like that the more eccentric it is out the here beach towns yeah, are always the best that but, way but man we're like we're like I, I can lay in bed and hear the ocean crash and yeah. I hear all this and I'm like yeah yeah let's get the kids out there and let's do the bonfire you know time just changed like it's a little bit later I can get off you know get off work and I can have, have everything loaded up and I can come down there and we can uh, do some s'mores and stuff on the beach and yeah uh, man, so I, right. I don't want to lose that that's what my and, kids grew up with that's what and I grew Dustin, up with. correct me if I'm wrong but this is like the only place in California where you can do this this is the only on the west coast well Oregon you got some stuff in Washington but in California this is the only I was just telling my kids this wow. I, I came out here this morning with my kids and uh, this is the only beach in California you can drive on. Yeah. You know, aside from the military and stuff, there's some spots. But for the public, this is it. Yeah. And it's, it's this amazing, See, rad, that, cool place. That's a huge point in itself. And yeah. that's the awareness Absolutely. part that I'm talking about where I just learned that. I didn't. I just thought I just didn't know about them. Yeah. But no, no this, this is, is it, it, huh? This is if the, they close this, this place down, that's it. Your opportunities wow. are join the military or, or, or come here. Yeah. <laughs> well, watch. You know what? Watch what the city of Pismo is going to do. 
if the people truly like make this happen, you're gonna have for the next year or two the most that they've ever seen probably of this area getting like swarmed. You're, you're gonna get influx. And there was a lot of that last year too when the, yeah, when the I do big coastal that. commission was like everyone was like hitting me up. They're like, I'm coming in. Like right. I don't know if I'm ever. And there's like you know we're talking like uh, you know Darren Parsons and the Terror Crew guys. They're like. Darren's been coming down here since he's a little kid, oh, sure. and he's like, well, "I need to make, I need to get one more trip in just yeah, in case." And just before, yeah. And it's a bummer that that's even the thought. Where it's right. like you have this magical place, and like, sure, maybe there's some concessions or, or some compromise that need to be made to accommodate both both sides. But sure. like, man, like it, this place is so magical, and I don't, I don't, you know, it's a bummer that no one will be able to see it if you just shut it down. And that's well, really what it comes down to, right? Is like you said, like making some concessions and meeting in the middle. Absolutely. At the end of the day, that's what everything kind of comes down to. If if you have a group that's unwilling to come to the table and and at least negotiate something, then you don't make any progress. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it. It goes back to like my days of like street racing, and the more that they shut down the the local tracks, which they did. Yeah. The more of these tracks that shut down, and you had them. I in remember like those Long days. Beach. And, totally. Uh, San Diego yeah. was really bad, dude. And as soon as they started shutting them down, then yep. you had the Compton Street races, you had you the had, La Habra you, races. You like, had vicious car accidents. Oh, dude, so bad, yeah. involving lots of people on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, that's all that's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, people will still find a way to go enjoy themselves, and it's going to fuck up more than it's going to help. Yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest, like, this place is... I've, I've only driven by here on the highway. Like, I've never actually been to this beach before. This is my first time as well. Um... It's it's gorgeous. Like it is stunning. The water <laughs> so is so beautiful. The water is this beautiful like emerald green. You've got all this like all these waves rolling in. This white line after white lines of of whitewash kind of coming in, and it's just it's beautiful. And then you got the dunes off in the distance with the hillsides. I mean, like this place is is if you are anywhere within driving distance, which should be the entire continent, <laughs> like <laughs> you should find a way to get here. It is gorgeous, and there's all kinds of stuff here. There's like I see Forerunners, Tundras, Jeeps, G wagons, yeah, Dodge Rams. There's fifth wheels and like trailers and we saw that Willis. That drove yeah, by, like, exactly. Yeah. There's I mean Land Cruisers and Land Rovers and well then don't you'll be out here in your in your rig and you'll go man I'm I'm off road and I'm adventuring yeah. and then you'll get passed by a Prius <laughs> on the highway on, on, <laughs> the, on the same highway. You always say that where no matter where you go there will be a no, Prius and, it's, and you're sitting there going like man this is so cool and like no you don't have to be off road like I said we used to take my brother's. 89 Honda Accord down here yeah. in high school and be like man we're, we're out here we're, we're causing trouble and it's like no it's just it's it's just such a rad spot that it you is. can get to and there's spots everyone you get like you know constantly like right where we're sitting like most times like uh like Friday night Saturday night yeah it'd be like you know church groups and things where like everyone comes down and then you can park close and you can walk down yeah or you can drive your minivan down here and, and throw all the it wood really out it really was easy I mean I'm, I'm assuming you know once you get further down to the dunes obviously you're going to want to air down but this sand is not deep it's really well compacted like it's yeah, it's, it's pretty the far, easy. It's when you get down a couple miles, and, and that's where everyone starts camping out, and then right. you get the, the, the haulers and stuff like that. With yeah, the, and then everything gets churned up a little bit, and that's when you can sit there and watch the, and grab a beer and watch people try. That's and That's where get the unstuck. Instagram moments happen. Oh, right? <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a, there's a, the creek crossing. That's um, what I was gonna ask you. Where is the creek is crossing? Is that the one where the guys like out running always, the water, where they always get stuck? Like they or, or the tide comes in. Oh yeah, right? yeah. the tide comes and it's in. So they get, fast it's, it does. You can figure out who doesn't know what they're doing in a hurry out there, and it's, right. it's pretty fun to watch. But um, yeah, no, it's it's like I said, it's about a mile or two from here and then it goes out a little bit but it yeah. and i think for someone who's not used to going to the beach this beach has a real slow taper yeah like, like really flat it, it the elevation change from the sand to the wet sand to the water is really really slow and if you're not familiar with beach life like when the tide comes in because it's such a slow a slow slope it comes in 
deceptively fast. Does it really? Uh, because it only takes a little bit oh, for it to move. There's not a lot of elevation. There's not a lot of elevation, uh-huh. so it only takes like another inch of water, and it moves like. 50 feet or 100 feet no I'm, you'll you'll get out there and you'll get the guys that like come in late you know and like ooh, i got a great camping spot and right like, well there's a reason no there's one's there no one's and, there <laughs> and uh those are the guys in the middle of the night they're usually Idiots. like hey can you help i'll me? tell you right now as someone who grew up in a beach city if you see clumps of seaweed out in the middle of the sand that's because the water has been there don't camp right. there go <laughs> like you see right here where there's always clumps where like we're, we're at right, right now. at the we're, edge like we're right at the edge right the high you tide, camp, yeah. i would camp another 100 feet or 50 feet that way and set up camping you should be safe but if there's clumps of seaweed that's where the tide has been <laughs> yeah no doubt i feel like we're still a good few hours away from uh, oh yeah four or five hours away from high tides yeah that's so. no, absolutely stunning it's cold and it's windy but it's stunning out but here. i i am straight bummed that we are not here for a multi-night I completely agree. Like, if we would have come out here yesterday, I would not have complained. So that brings me to something I want to cover. What is the phasing process now, if it does pass, which it sounds like it's very likely it will? I was just talking to Jim from Friends Oceana Dunes, and I asked him that exact same question. And he's got theories, but it's all theories. And so basically at the, the 18th, when they when the Coastal Commission makes their decision, um, you know, if they decide to keep it open. And that's the 18th of March. 18th, yeah. It's like, this that, month. That's like this week. It's, yeah. it's just a few days from Yeah, Wow. Um, We're so late in the game, dude. I yeah. feel bad. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's it's part because it's. I think a lot of people listening right now are probably like, I still don't know what to do. And, no, and, exactly. And, yeah. and that's what Jim was, I was talking to him. Let's was, talk about it. He's, he's basically like, you know, if they decide to shut it down, then we, we sue them. You know, and yeah. we being friends of Oceana Dunes and that's that's and who by them, is it the state or the or the or the county um do you know it's the state the state coastal commission is the state coastal okay. commission but they do um it's a uh, no they, they basically you know we would the friends of ocean of dunes would would in, in in court sue you know the state and try and keep it open under, yeah. under certain grounds and there's like i said there's a lot of legal that goes into it and that's that's who we support we we financially support the friends of ocean of dunes to fight that fight on our behalf to represent the people to represent in, the people in the courtroom and, and yeah. so we always ask you know it's if you don't know what to do well if you can donate donate to the friends of oceana dunes they're literally you know in, in different stages of suing the state essentially right. to keep our areas open and what they're trying to do is basically they're arguing um in favor or they're arguing with points of existing laws that conflict yeah there's conflicting right? conflicting uh, there's two sides right absolutely and one of them is is you know and this is going to be really paraphrasing but it's a, essentially you know we have a legal right to drive and experience these places but there's other law that says we have a legal obligation to protect these from ourselves right and so you know depending on how you want to read those and how you want to interpret those different different uh conflicting laws then you know that's that's what the fight really is right and this then, dude this goes all the way back to what we constantly talk about which is there needs to be a middle we cannot lose the middle like yeah, whatever I mean, you have a polarized left or right the country goes down the shit. I'm going to drop the nasty P word, but I mean, essentially, that's what politics is. Politics is the exercise of, of coming to the middle and negotiating. Well, you'd like it to be, but it, these yeah. days it feels very like. I didn't, no. think, I didn't think that's what it meant, but. No. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's really, what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, be. I mean, every generation, I'm sure, redefines it. Right. But yeah. I mean, if you look at what the purpose of, of having of having a political structure is, it's that it's to represent, you know, the the different opposing views sometimes of the masses and bring those together in a point that we can you're never going to satisfy everyone and that's kind of the point you're not supposed to right you're supposed to find somewhere where everyone can kind of come to the middle and find things that are important to them that they can stay with and they can live with 
Yeah, and I think most reasonable off-roaders or whatever you want to call us, right? It's, yeah. It's, I think most reasonable off-roaders would, would take that stance. It's like, if there's concessions that need to be made, sure, let's figure that out. Let's like, figure we, that out, absolutely. If the, the choice is lose it or or don't, like what's not, and figure out a way to, to make it right. work for everyone. Right. And it's funny because I keep going back to this because this is what I know as me coming from the cycling industry. Um, this is a fight that we've, we're familiar with because land use has always been at the forefront um, or a big fight for, for us in the mountain biking space. You know, we've fought different organizations that want only equestrian use or only hiking use. Right. You know, or, or how you define a motorized vehicle or a mechanized vehicle, right? And they'll try and lump bicycles into that, you know, and they'll, they'll argue that people are the machine or the human engine, right? And so, like, we're always fighting these gray areas and trying to def- cut, you know, split hairs on definitions, right? Which kind of leads us to, I guess, some of the arguments that end up happening in places like this, too. Well, you know, going back to the argument side, that's done in the courtroom sometimes. And so that's that's where your money kind of comes into play. Two, it's like it's a twofold, right? One, you're kind of helping support the people who take time out of their lives. And like I saw at the King of the Hammers event that I crashed, um, these guys are getting older. The Corvette that was, guys That's are, a really good point. You're the right. Cor- the Corvette you guys are yeah. getting so old and they're looking for their replacements, but they still take time out of their lives to do this. So you're supporting their ability to continue the fight. And then two, it's in the courtroom. So there's legal costs associated to all of this as well. And they got to pay for that shit. Yeah, Yeah. because you and I had this conversation that I really wish we would have recorded a micro (laughs) episode on about guys that were aging out of of the fight. Right. A lot of and a lot of of times it's guys that are retired because they have the time. Right. And they maybe they were retired lawyers. Right. Or they were retired off-roaders and also lawyers and other careers. But at the same time, like someone has to come in and and carry the torch and at least keep pushing forward. Well, it's like even off-roading is interesting because it's like cyclical, right? Where you see this resurgence of of people getting interested in like class, like class 11, you know, the the VW bugs. Yeah. There's a whole resurgence in class 11 right now. It's like, when's the last time they made a a Volkswagen bug that you can race in that? And it's like MP, (laughs) we're going down to MP uh, the 27th and they they're like making this huge push to like make new parts for the class 11 buggies and or sorry the class 11 cars and it's it's so rad but it's like you have this new influx of like you know blake wilkie and some of these younger guys that are like yeah this is rad like right. I, you know it's the working man's class of racing i feel like this insurgence of, of youth getting in there and that's that's kind of what we need here i feel like the bug was the utv before there was a utv <laughs> absolutely right? like yeah. it was like the super simple like base the yeah it was like the super simple base platform that the working man could get into yep. right and not spend a hundred grand or even a quarter million <laughs> yeah, trying to get your, a racetrack you take your mom's car and you, you start totally. cut, cutting things off of it and it's like oh shit this, <laughs> this kind of cool. works <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely and they're easy to work on and fix send it yep. that's awesome and those things take a beating man i've seen videos of old baja races of those bugs just bouncing literally bouncing their way off of rocks up the up the track yep. like it's incredible well did you see the cracker fab uh video yeah. with nick he nick was in the in the bug with uh Gosh, um, I, forgot, I can't. I'm spacing on his name, but they like they jumped the freaking bug and it flew like. I, don't I know, mean, it weighs nothing. It looked like five, six feet in the air, and it, like came like it came down. That thing's like kept control. It was that thing's amazing. more Cajun motor than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, <laughs> that's awesome. But I don't know. I mean, just being here for the first time and seeing all of this and seeing the potential for. How much fun, because my, my family loves the beach, so we're yeah. always down in like San Clemente, uh, San Onofre, like that whole area. Yeah. But to be able to come out here with the rig and camp out in the tent oh, and on do the that beach. whole thing, like, yeah. oh yeah. shit, 
like we were talking, the only other place that I know of reasonably close, and only because we're further south than here, is Baja. Yeah. That's the only place where you have to go into another country if right. you want to camp on the beach. On the beach. And, and just and drive. Yeah, like, you just drive me, up and You tell me up. with our country and all our power and all of our, our knowledge and we can't figure this out? We like, can't. Exactly. It's ridiculous that I have to go somewhere else, somewhere else or into a different country to be just a little freer. Well, I mean, I feel like this was so great to come out here and find an opportunity to expose um, our community to the realities of what's going on around totally. us. Because it's more easy. awareness. Well, it's easy to go enjoy it. Yeah. It's easy to buy a Jeep and be part of this family. It's easy to buy the parts and do the thing, but you don't realize what goes behind keeping the Rubicon open. Yeah. It goes behind keeping the Oceana Dunes open, which seems like we've lost. I mean, lost even something almost. as simple as the Mojave Road, like the Rubicon, Mojave Road, all, those places all have nonprofits behind them of people that dedicate their time to keep those places open and clean and functioning. Yeah, right. I don't think many people realize that. Like, that, you know, you, you take it for granted. You're on this dirt road or wherever you're at, and you're like, man, this is cool. Right. And it's like, there's someone worked really hard. In the, you're in the mountain bike industry. Totally. Is you get guys out there, it's like, oh, this magical trail, this single track <laughs> through here. Just I, happens you, to be who, here. Who, who's the guy that, that's blood is all over the ground that cut those trails and kept that trail nice and neat so you can go experience that and see that? Do you know how hard it is to get a bobcat up to the middle of nowhere, seven miles into the backcountry? Yeah. To to, is that what they do? Oh, sometimes. And sometimes yeah. it's even, sometimes they're taking a bike and they're hauling on their backs for miles up mountains, chainsaws Absolutely. and wow. saws. And you're talking about 90, 80 pounds of gear plus that these guys are hauling out to build a trail with their own blood, sweat, and tears. No one's paying them. They're doing it for the sheer love of the sport, which is the same thing I think these off-road people do. It's, it's, it's sheer passion and love for, for the sport. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, like... Trail builders are heroes. That's all I got to say. Trail builders, yeah. 100%. Well, I have like, the utmost respect tread, for them. Tread lightly does that. when they, They'll, they'll, they'll like yeah. uh, clean up trails. They'll, they'll block off. You, you were involved in some of those, right? Yep. I've with been involved the, on, both, on both sides. I mean, even on the mountain bike side, we do with local mountain bike organizations. We'll go out and we'll do trail days where the local trails in Orange County and Laguna Beach, you know, Lisa Woods and all those and other places around the country, um, you can go out and you can mend trails and create drainage so that they stay you know prevent erosion all that kind of stuff and the same thing exists in the off-road world well it's like i mean all that's gonna have like when you create and maintain a road you create an opportunity for people to just stick to that one area the impact is is localized to that area yeah once you close everything down and people want to go find it on their own now they're really destroying some shit if, we've seen a lot of that yes. people will find they'll, an, they'll go find some fun if you that's if an you excellent point that's an excellent you know, point I mean, like, if you if you don't give them an outlet, and this is like, this is even like to the psychological level. Think of your kids. If you don't give them an outlet, what happens? They become destructive. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. And that we, I'm, I, I hate to say it, we don't grow out of that. Well, look at the like, skate you know? industry, dude. Yeah. The skate industry is very similar. Like totally. You take away the skate parks, and suddenly you just open it up for schools to right. be the new skate park. Yeah, exactly. Now you they're know? at schools. Now they're at city buildings. Now they're whatever. Right. And so you just you just create a problem now that you that you have to chase like whack-a-mole so all over the place on the developer side i can understand the argument of capitalism and wanting to make money and commercializing shit but on the conservationist side it's like guys like what's your end goal you think your foot doesn't have an impact well you if you really want to take it to the extreme you should not walk on that area no, you the, know? the the best picture i saw from this from today and this this whole you know the both sides right the, the save the beach and then the guys that, are, that you know get the cars off of it yeah it's a guy sitting in the back of his subaru on the beach 
mind you, it yeah. dirt, you know, his, his tires are in the dirt, and he's got a sign that says, no more cars on the beach. <laughs> the irony, right? Yeah, Dude, how, the, how do you miss this irony, this blatant display in front of you? Best example of that is the guy that will chase you down at 100 miles an hour because you sped by him, and he's telling you to slow down. Right, yeah. It's, the it's, social justice warrior is like, slow the fuck down. And you're like looking at him going, dude, we're driving like we're 90 miles an hour on this together, 45 zone. Together. together. <laughs> not that I've done that. And not that we should, but I'm just saying. But you're right. Like it sometimes, look, man, you know, you got to also understand your position and and just kind of sometimes step back and take Be a look. Be real at the, for fuck's well, sake. I think a step back, and this is for any side, right, whether you're, whether you're pro or con, right? Sometimes all of us should take a step back and look at the big picture. Right, because we're gonna find a lot of these ironies and a lot of these missteps and juxtapositions that we didn't consider because we're we've got this tunnel vision and right. we're so wrapped in this idea that we forget about the fact that there's a lot more gray area than black and white. Right. So, should we talk about rugged radios a little bit? I guess. <laughs> hey, why, why didn't you tell us a little about rugged? How it started and what you guys have been doing? We could do that. Um, you know. We're, well, it started, uh, I could let Greg tell that story at some point, but uh, that the Rugged Radio started 30 years ago with aviation. Oh, really? And the owner of... Uh, Wait, isn't that how KC started? With, with aviation hey, lights? Here, here's a little hidden secret. I don't know if Ollie knows this, but off-road yeah. steals everything from from boating and from airplanes. No kidding. Everything, Every, every innovation you find in off-roading probably stemmed from... From uh, from from aviation or right. Or well, that's our case. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. And that's kind of yeah. where you know that's so the, funny. The headsets you wear, you look at every airplane. Like, what are they? What the intercom? How do they talk in airplanes? It's it's all the same stuff. Well, it's not all the same stuff, but that's where that's where kind of derived from. So I mean, you know, Greg Greg uh, kind of got started that way and, and kind of carried everything over. And there's there's quite a bit to that story. But essentially, you know, who we are is is we, we make communications for loud noise environments, race cars, yep. side by sides, um, you know, single seat stuff, motor, motorcycles, that sort of thing. And and then we do communications for workplaces and all kinds of stuff. So the most visible part of that is is the off road community because that's what you know everyone probably listening here is just going yeah no rugged because of this 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 or it's in a race car. Um, but man, we're we're all. I mean, essentially, we're all, uh, you know, we love love this industry and love this this culture and this community of the off-road, and that's that's kind of where it all came from. I mean, my relationship with you guys started back when I was at 511, and I got the entire, yeah. I got our entire media team to run your radios. Yeah. And by way of, you also sponsored my project, which the actual original conversation started for Kate, and you jumped on, which I was so thankful for. And then you ended up sponsoring our entire media team, who all now run Ruggeds. What, you know, it's five eleven specific channels, which was bitching. Right, and what's, what's funny is um, is a lot of the people that really like embrace it are like our media people that we work with, and it's like you know they you know the, the videographers or you know uh, you know you know Blake from Skypixel, those yep. guys where it's yep. like yeah, it's like oh we want to film this you know we, we commission them to film something for us, and in that process they see how our communications work and help with that. And next thing you know, they're that's like an integral part of what they they're do. Like I want everything on this. What's just funny is like you know it, it's it's so so useful in in the safety factor of yeah. being able to clearly communicate. And I was kind of kicking myself as we're driving you know uh, caravanning down here. I was like, I wonder if they have a handheld radio. I'm looking. We should have grabbed one, huh? And I, was, yeah. I had a radio sitting under my seat. And I'm like, man, this would be a lot easier than trying to call these guys. Right. I'm like, I should have handed them a damn radio. I got two in my truck. Um, but no, it's it's uh, like that's what we do, and that's what we're passionate about. So it's 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 crazy how much that works into everything else, and good communication just really makes things not only safe, but it makes it really fun. You know, put a walkie-talkie in a grown man's hand, oh, totally. And see yeah. him you're, smile. You're 12 again, well, right? It's so <laughs> funny. Absolutely. I always laugh at myself because we're on we're on a trail, and any other time that you're driving by yourself, 
you don't give two shits about a rock that's in the middle of the road. But right, as soon yeah. as you have radios in your hand, suddenly there's a rock in the middle of the road. Be careful. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, okay, thanks, because I wouldn't have seen that myself, you know? And, uh, and but like, you just want to be on the radio. Like, because I think all of us as kids wanted to be long haul truckers. Oh, totally. And, breaker, breaker. Yeah, yeah. And now this is our opportunity as overlanders. That, to, like, or you wanted be to be that. like a cop, like, right. like chips. Right. For me, right. it was Top Gun. It was, I want to be Maverick oh. or Goose and the, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Just say everything twice and you're that's right. set. That's why my that's cockpit's right. the way it is in Kate. Because like, I, I wanted to be in a fighter jet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. That's awesome. That's so funny. I love so, it. So um, beyond like Corva, like what is it? What else does uh, Rugged really like rally itself around? Oh, man, we're, we're a little bit into everything. So for us, it's just, I, I think it really always comes back to just like, how do we facilitate good communications in, in all environments? And so for us, it's like it started racing, right? And it was, yeah. always, it was always that push to, you know, for the race car drivers and all that sort of thing. And it just kind of expands everywhere. We got, you know, we got comms and, and jet boats now. We got comms. And That's right. The jet boats are getting so Oh, cool. those yeah. things are exploding. It's yeah. wild. Dude. And we got, um, we got like this this guy from Florida that does uh, like the flat bottom, like airboat stuff. Oh, okay. right. And it's like That's alligator loud. tours and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. That's so they, loud. So they're, you know. <laughs> fan boats, right? So, so you yeah. know, last yeah. year, they get 20 people on a on an airboat, you know, with a big old fan off the back of yeah. it. Yeah. And you're, you know. How much fun is that when you can't hear anything? <laughs> right. And so we got them set up with our intercoms, and so everyone's got headsets on, and they sent some pictures back over. And I haven't seen smiles that big totally. since Christmas morning with my kids. Like it's totally. So it's it like said it's it's communications. It's like one of those things where you it's, know you you survive without it for so long, and then as soon as you get in a rig or get on a on a you know caravan or a jeep trip or whatever it is, and you get everyone talking to each other and it's like you might be talking about a rock or right like, hey that tree kind of looks like frank you know, whatever it is <laughs> but it's like how much fun is it it's, that's it's a like, damn good looking tree yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. you're right though because i think at the end of the day like we're you know as human beings right like we we're social we're social creatures right like we're that's kind of in our nature right and so when we can start cracking jokes and poking fun at each other and giving a razz here and there like it's kind of who we are dude some of the best conversations have been over the radio of like somebody just getting bored enough to where they started just going off on something yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's and it's a good time and so one thing that kind of keeps people away from radios is this unfortunate need to have to have a ham license and you have to get whatever what is it called is it called an engineers or what is it a technician technician but, but i mean i think i think it's this is a great question for you actually i yep. think it's where you're going to might be maybe ali but well don't I let mean, me get there why don't you just take over <laughs> <laughs> go ahead if what you a go dick. for <laughs> no go ahead i was gonna say is before we talk about like what where, where you guys kind of sit in the spectrum like I mean, there's what separate. There's different kinds of communications that people are familiar with, right? Correct. And so, like, I don't think. I mean, at least I didn't. I didn't think Rugged was a consumer brand radio for a long time. I thought it was race radios. Yeah. And so, where do you guys sit in the spectrum of communications options? Well, we got stuff for everybody, and it's like, we don't need to get in the details of this, but all like, how how many different types of light do you guys carry? Right. You know, it's the same kind of thing. It's just a lot of it's just education, and people have no idea. But we. You know, we have commercial band, which is a lot of the race radios you'd see. And it's, you know, a lot of those race teams are professional race teams and they use professional radios and they have licensing for it and they get yeah. their own channels. And that's important. So you don't step all over everyone else or an emergency band or that sort right. of thing. So for us, a lot of the recreation is GMRS. Um, and that that's the easiest, you know, you still need license for that, but it's super easy to get. It's like, yeah, you know, that's the big one you guys are pushing right now. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, and, yeah. and it's, it's kind of like I said, as we've adapted and grown the whole, you know, I say we, I mean the whole off-road community where it's before it's just, you get whatever works. Like I said, that right. goes back to like, 
you know, what what is the the leading uh, GPS for for racing? It's it's low ranch, and that's a fish finder. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> let's be real. So no, crazy. I know. Mind like, blown too. Yeah. It's just like no, we just use whatever works, and so right. that's it's like, well, these radios work great. Let's use these, and that's how the off road community worked for a long time. And as as, as people have be, you know gained more education on what they should and shouldn't use, like I said, if you're if you're an overlander, if you're a jeeper, if you're a casual enthusiast. You know, GMRS is really where you should be at, and it's what's cool about that is you can go to, to Walmart and pick up you know those little handheld Cobras with you know you need forty AAA batteries yep. or whatever, but <laughs> right. you know and they work great for for twenty yards. Yeah. But but man, our GMRS radios can talk to those. That's all FRS stuff. Exactly. So so GM, like you said, if you're a casual enthusiast and, and recreation guy, GMRS is where it's at. And, and I think that's the cool. So thing. what is the range on a GMRS? Uh, the handhelds are limited to the wattage, so um, you don't get the best range on the handheld unless you get out of a car and get up like high. five watts they're two watts for, oh, okay. for the gmrs handhelds and that's that's you know it's governed by the fcc but you know the 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 mobile units are really where it shines so if you have a rig and you're out in a lot you know we have a 45 watt um a gmrs mobile unit that that'll get you as far as you want it to go and yeah. then you start adding repeaters on that like you, you can talk across the country and that's if you one really thing get that after it people don't really they assume that repeaters are limited to like ham radio Dude, I assume that. And this right. is the first right? time i've ever heard that yeah gmrs is the only other one that i know of that allows that also allows connections to repeaters right then you can like i said we so we have a 45 watt mobile and we have a 25 watt waterproof mobile so that's that's really like the the top off jeep guys yeah, or the UTVs yeah. that are out, you know, the, those guys that are out in the swamps and stuff like that, you know, you don't want to get your stuff wet and ruin it. Like, you're dealing with expensive electronics. Like, you yeah. got to be careful. But uh, so we have an option kind of for both, you know, the like, you know, like in your rig here, a 45 watt GMRS would 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 work really, really nice. And like I said, that can pair with a lot of things. So we got handheld, two watt handhelds. We got, you know, yeah. all the FRS stuff that you can buy, like, a you know, a kid's. Totally. A kid's walkie-talkie from Walmart, and it will talk to it. Like I said, your, your, your range is limited. That's the that really stuff. cool thing is that you, you're you buying into a system that has a huge, like, base already. It's so already adopted. Yeah, yeah, so you don't. So your friends can be rolling up in Motorola's or whatever, and as long as they're GMRS, yeah, you're w- good. which is like 90% of the ones that you can buy, like you said, at any sporting goods store or whatever, right? Or Best Buy even. Right. They're all GMRS. Like, you're already on that frequency, and you don't have to get a special equipment. Of, cor- of course, you should come buy it from Rugged, but, you know, right. I, I Absolutely. Get Absolutely. What's the model that you sent me? Uh, you got the twenty. Well, let me think. What you got? You, so you got the twenty-five watt uh, GMR. So it's a GMR twenty-five, um, and we get you that slick mount for the JK that mounts up uh, kind of above your um, your rear view there. Right. Oh, I that's saw cool. That. But those are those are slick, and they, that should get you everything you want. Especially most you know most off-roading you're doing is, is kind of in a caravan type situation. Right. Yep. Man, but you know having your hand mic right there and a little magnet mount, so it's it's always on your dash. It like, makes a big. I difference. noticed that you guys yeah. added the magnet. No, mount it's it's too. we it's try and awesome. like I said, we're we're trying to listen to our customers. We try and respond, and like I said, for a lot like you said, the off-road community for a long time was just like, what works? Yeah, we're using that. Great, and and there's more to it that there, there's education behind some of that. So well, it's like, who did Brad tell us to buy? Right, for a lot of, a lot of guys. A lot so. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think people underestimate or overestimate the power of their handheld sometimes. Like I, I run into it all the time where guys will be at the end of the caravan and like, I can't hear anything. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're in a two watt radio inside of a metal box. Right. That, so something and it's something I always like to point out to people is it's like you said, you, you get you know, the the guy that's serious about off roading or overlanding or, or jeeping, yeah. whatever it is, how much money did you spend for a tire? How much money did you spend for a light bar? Right. How much money do you spend for a box full of recovery gear that you might or might not ever use? Right. Please don't go to Walmart or wherever and buy a twenty dollar radio and then complain about it. Expect which, it to work. Which by yeah. the way you're gonna use exponentially more. You're gonna use it dozens of times right. a day and you know it could it could come in really handy and save your life someday that's also true Inve- <laughs> invest in a good radio and they're not even that expensive kind of you know check them out but man like treat it just like every other part of your car or right. your vehicle yeah. like a necessity absolutely one question i have is uh so on a 25 watt internal like 
vehicle radio, right? Mm -hmm. A mobile unit. On a handheld, does that will that get a further distance to the handheld and vice versa? Yeah, you just might not. Like I said, if you you got you know me and you stay on this beach and you know we're we're twenty miles apart. If I'm in the mobile in, in your vehicle talking to you and you're on a handheld, you might be able to hear me, but you might not be able to reach me back. Okay, I got it. Yeah. So they're trans transmitting. So it's not like the twenty five watt will receive it at a higher rate. Yeah, well, no, the 25 watt will push it out. It'll push it's, out, it's, it's, yeah. push it out. It's power, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, if you think of it as horsepower, like the more horsepower, the faster it goes or the louder louder noise it's going to make. So you'd be. hear him, but you may not be able to talk to him. Okay. The handheld wow. might not reach back to the Correct. car, right? And a line of sight is, is everything. So if you're, you know, we say this to people all the time, like, well, I couldn't get a signal out. Like, well, stand up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you're sitting down in your car and, and, and that radio is trying to transmit through your cab and through everything else. Like, you know, if you've yeah. got a handheld, like stick it out the window. And it also makes the case for why you see a lot of external mounted antennas, right? Yeah. Because I, absolutely. And we got some, we got some cool stuff. Well, I mean, even my five watt, I put an, an I put a mag mount antenna on yeah. it and that's a game changer for range. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the GMS is a little bit different because the, the part of the, the the rules of the handheld GMRS is yeah. you cannot have a removable antenna. Oh, and they really? do that okay. on purpose, but yeah. you know, for the handhelds, for the handhelds, yeah, for the handhelds, yeah, it's a okay. fixed antenna, yeah. So there's all kinds of funky rules and things, but like I said, if you want to know more about radios, hit us up at Rugged. Like, like I said, uh, you know, whether and you, you buy got something a new or not, website. Yeah, we, we do have a new fancy <laughs> website. I, I still haven't just slept. Just done. Yep. Now it was a long, long, uh, long process, but that's done. But uh, something that a lot of people don't know about Rugged either is we have we have a lot of people that are standing by and just waiting to talk. Like we yeah. we have, we have real really. people. Really, that I want know that. Service, yeah. No, like give us a call. Like you'll be like, hey. There, there's a person here and it's like, oh, hey man, I was just chilling, watch TV and you know, Dustin said I should give you guys a call. I'm not really doing much. So yeah. what's up? Yeah. Just say, <laughs> hey, man, we, we got real people that really want to talk. That that's something, shop opening. <laughs> yeah, well, that's something we never want to lose track of is we always want that human connection. And that's a big part yeah. of who we are in our, in our kind of our DNA and our culture. And, and that's really important to our owner and to, to, you know, to us is, is, uh, being there. Nice. Well, I mean, if you guys ever come down to Pismo, Rugged's right here and within how long is it going to be until the, the new spots open? Uh, we should be in there, I would say, well, about a month. And about we should be in there by the end of April. Oh, that's cool. Cool. And depending on COVID policy, you guys could actually visit their new spot. They're going to have, you're going gonna, gonna to have like a taco shop. Yeah, like. There's a lot going in there and we, we plan on doing a lot and, and kind of, we kind of want it to be like an event center where, where people can come. It's amazing. And, uh, and check it out. It like, really is. We got to, we got to walk around and see, um, some of the space and some of the garages and toys they've got in there. I mean, this place is. There's like it's, multiple buildings, which just blew me yeah, away. It is, like, it's, you it's guys a know it's so good. We have the ability to fuck a lot of stuff up, and, and we're really excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> I love that. You should, so <laughs> should put that on the door. <laughs> no, we're, we're really looking forward to it. We've been in a, in a building, and we've, we we work really hard uh, out of it. But, man, we've, we're out of space, and we're oh. up in elbows. And we we, uh, we drove by the old shop, and there's boxes right. stacked in the window. In oh, the window, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come buy some stuff so we can get a look out our windows again. We're, <laughs> so we're ready to go. Yeah, that's right. Rad. All right. So if people want to find out about you, where are they going? Uh, ruggedradios.com and uh, check us out. Like I said, all the information on there, like there's our site. There's a bunch of education on there, but there's also a really important phone number on there and give us a call and we can talk about it too. And then as far as the concept, uh, us conserving our right. The groups, to, right? The groups that yeah. be on here. It's uh, corva.org. Yeah. Or is it .com? No, I think it's .org. I think Corva is .org. .org. But you can look them on Instagram. How right about there Friends of Oceana Dunes? What's their website? You know, yeah. that's a great question. It's, you know, it's friend, If you just Google Friends of Oceana Dunes, I, I know it comes up. And it's Google it. <laughs> Tread lightly. Corva, Friends of Oceana yep. Dunes, Cal Four Wheel. At least on the West Coast, these are some of the greater uh, groups that you guys can uh, align yourself with. They're all the ones fighting the good fight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you Sons know. Of, Sons of Smokey is another good yeah, one. Sons of yeah. Smokey with Tate over at the Gambler 500. Yep. Yep. We're going to be doing a cleanup with them uh, come EJS, so 
we'll probably see you over there. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. I was just talking to him last night, so we should be nice. uh, rubbing elbows out there a little bit and helping awesome. clean up and uh, keep that area nice. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Dude, I am so stoked, Frank, that you oh my are down and that we're kind of at the point now where we can just pick up and go. Yeah. This is what I I've love been it. missing. This is, oh, I love the that. sound of that thing, man. Dude. Did you see his step? His sidestep is welded chain. That's so rad. <laughs> it's a welded oh, chain. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was our Willie's or Willis truck. That's so yeah. rad. Um, but I'm I'm just so stoked that we've got this podcast to the point where we're back. We're back. We didn't yeah. fold under COVID. No, nope. we kept it going. It was hard. Yeah, not gonna say it was easy. We did a lot of podcasts that were kind of counter to what we wanted to do, but we're back we're here and these are the kind of impromptu trips where we can drop money on gas and time right because you know our sponsors have made that possible for us now those are your sponsor dollars that work absolutely like I, i'm and, you know i don't want to sound cheesy but straight up man like that's, it's that's you know, what's making us driving better. three and a half hours you know each way it, it's you know it's hey, awesome it makes I love the it. argument with my wife a little easier yeah to have, i okay? love it i love the fact that we can come out here and and be here for you guys and represent and bring back some you know some news and information i love it so hey hit us up online tell us tell us if this got you guys to do anything we'd love to hear back absolutely about your experience with either joining these organizations or your or how you've uh, supported it or drop a comment on who your local organization is when we post this up drop a comment and say hey if you're in indiana or if you're in michigan or you know alabama drop in who the organization is so that folks who are going through there can know where to kind of direct themselves we'd love to hear about it absolutely guys no they said if you need to need to know what to do reach out like i said uh, rugged i know casey does his stuff as well look into us look into them uh yeah. we're constantly sharing what to do and that's always the question what do we do and like i said just just be a good steward absolutely 100 percent. well dustin thank you so much for joining us i'm yeah, glad thanks, it worked dustin. out yeah thanks guys i, I wasn't awesome. even expecting this this is awesome yeah this was totally good off the cuff friends, and it worked times. out yeah welcome to my backyard this is it <laughs> i am officially jealous right anyways so it's time to pay some bills let's do it um uh, well, first off, uh, the company I work for, so it's not like I'm biased or anything, but <laughs> Casey Lights has allowed me the opportunity to adventure further uh, within this uh, community that I love so much and to give me a, a solid home where I get to do what I love to do. And Absolutely. that is be part of this community, um, create products and stories that support this community and and kind of support products that really have 50 years of legacy behind them yeah that really perform well and this year is uh an exceptional year where we're coming out with new gear new lights that are just phenomenal which are insane yeah phenomenal especially that four when i first saw that thing shoot the flex at night, four yeah, yeah oh my gosh it's ridiculous the shit works and it's working better <laughs> than it ever has and i'm excited and rugged has been such a huge partner of kc so you know, you go into their showroom with all the vehicles, and it's all freaking Casey. That's true. There's Casey everywhere. It's on. I think it's on pretty much every vehicle. And like I said, the only ones that's not on, we have a couple new UTVs we're building out, and it's, we just haven't got there yet. Even uh, the custom fixtures. It's like, in the man, mail. It's incredible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's bitching. So, uh, Casey, check them out. CaseyHighlights.com. That's it. K-C-H-I-L-I-T-E-S.com. And, uh, yeah, tell them uh, Rick for Dirt sent you. That's it. Um, next one is probably my second home. Uh, much to Shannon's chagrin. <laughs> That's Rebel Off Road. Um, they're down the street from me, and I spend it's, entirely it's tied between them and, and Demello. Yeah, yeah, I spend entirely too much time there, and um, it's a good thing Shannon doesn't look at my my um, fun money account. <laughs> Dude, what a bitchin' shop that Bond has created! Oh my gosh, 
the, a shop, a culture, not a just knowledge, Jeeps. A lot of skill. people see it as a Jeep shop, but dude, yeah. your FJ has, oh my has gone in there a lot. It's been in there a lot. They've done a lot of the mechanical work on the FJ. And, not and for got anything it. that's been wrong, just no, for upgrades. Yeah, for upgrades, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that place, yeah, I mean, they're solid guys, an incredible wealth of knowledge like and experience. Um, check them out, especially if you're on the West Coast or anywhere in Southern California. Heck, they have guys that, that truck Jeeps to them from all over the country, so don't be shy. That's right. Um, and pretty soon, take a look at uh, what's coming from my checkout kit to Jeep on oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to be running their DSS uh, dual shock setup. Yep. And uh, it's the recon kit that they have. Yep. The Rebel recon kit. It is... It's <laughs> so it looks so badass. It looks so good if you haven't seen the pictures already. Yeah. It looks solid. So check them out. Uh rebeloffroad.com. Yep. And then uh you just got some new bumpers on your rig. I did. Uh the next one is uh DeMello, DeMello Off Road. Uh another local guy that I spent entirely too much time at his shop. Um spending <laughs> spending more money there on armor, <laughs> bumpers, sliders, everything for yep. Toyotas. Um even now GXs like Lexus vehicles, they may they're making GX stuff too. Um and check out Jason's um new GX build. I mean, holy cow like that thing is yeah, ridiculous dude, legit and also yeah. covered in kcs which i'm stoked about. exactly so check them out um another guy who is like a you know long person long-standing person in the industry uh long-time off-roader yep. uh, jason DeMello. a lifetime of fabrication check out check them out jason demello at demellooffroad.com and then of course milestar tires a huge supporter of mine um not only just in product but martin was at my house for a weekend friday and saturday last week uh, working on my rig. He's a skilled fabricator. Um, also runs marketing with uh, Andrew over there at Milestar. They make a great product, great tires. They've got an amazing community that they're building. Truly, I would say um, it goes hand in hand with what Casey does, with what Rugged does, as far as really building yeah. a community around their product. Um, a lot of great guys supporting the brand. And they're in huge support of things like Corva, uh, tread lightly. They're, they're they're right there. Martin's Martin and Andrew really go out of their way to support these causes. So and they're living it, right? They're living it. it. Yeah. And Martin has one of the strongest mustaches in the industry. He well. really does. does. It is <laughs> it's spectacular. That's definitely worth mentioning. Yeah. He really does. <laughs> Check him out. Mossar Tires uh, on Instagram and on the interwebs. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm just stoked to be out here. I am freezing my ass off yeah. again. Awesome. Twice in a row. Yep. So um, don't forget, check us out on our website. Get some merch. Uh, we got patches up. We got T-shirts up. RigForDirt.com. RigForDirt on the Instagrams. And also, if you really want to be besties, check out RigForDirt group on Facebook. That's right. And next week, we're going to come to you from EJS. Pretty timely. Yeah. Because, I mean, we'll be there. We'll be. You'll be editing out of the hotel. That's right. Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> we'll out of the Romer house. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever so, I end up at that point. <laughs> so we'll be, uh, we'll be in EJS week. That's it. Yeah. Hopefully Thanks. a few episodes from there. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Frank at Trucking My Truck Base. I'm Ollie at Keep the Jeep. And I'm Dustin at Dustin Enzyme. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. See you, guys.